uh, because tonight we're, we're talking about something that I believe, um, some of you may be wondering, why are we talking about this in a relationship series? We're talking about porn tonight, and we're talking about porn in a relationship series because I believe it's one of the biggest killers of relationships. It's one of the biggest killers of intimacy out there, and in fact, I think it's one of those things that as you go into marriage, if you don't understand where it is and what it is, uh, it can ruin your marriage, and John 10.10 10 says this, and I believe this is what it is. It says the thief's purpose is talking about the enemy, the Satan, is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Um, that's what the enemy wants to do with this. And I know this topic is incredibly heavy because every time I talk about it, something happens or something goes wrong. Uh, I, last time I talked about porn, I got in all kinds of fights. Things went wrong today. I got in a big fight with my sister. Um, I don't even know why. We don't even fight. So I'm in a big fight with her. Uh, the entire day I've been angry. Uh, my wife looked at me. She's like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, why are you so angry? And so, which is always the best response in marriage. Uh, and then on top of it, I don't know if you, any of you guys noticed, some of you may have, but this entire speaker array right here is out. Uh, and so we're only on one side, so half of you will hear my message. But um, uh, it's, just, it's, just one of those, uh, it's just one of those days. It's just something that continues to happen. And what's crazy is this, is that the reason I don't think we talk about nearly, this nearly enough is because the older generation is not going to fully understand what is possible with porn because you grew up, we grew up with something very different. I mean, I grew up, uh, I'm considered a millennial, but I didn't get really high speed internet till much later. Um, I grew up in high school with um, <laughs> dial up internet. And, and so uh, it, some of you have no idea. Basically, you had to hang up your phone and we had phones that were still corded to the wall back then. Um, you had to hang up your phone and connect to the internet and it made weird noises and it went insanely slow. And this is, and, and so because of the internet speed, it was really hard to become addicted to porn. Here's why. Because if you wanted to look at a picture, it literally took five minutes to show up. Like literally, this is what happens. Any picture on the internet you would bring up and it would go line by line. The pixels would go line by line. And it'd be like, there's like this anticipation. And then almost all the time, somebody would pick up the phone, something would happen and it would stop and you wouldn't even see anything. And so it was, it was a time where you didn't have the level of addiction, you had the level of possibility. I mean, I remember the first time I actually saw porn was in a magazine, which like how often is that the first thing anymore? But our times have changed so much. In fact, the average age a kid sees porn for the first time is eight. The average age he sees hardcore porn is 11. And so it's become something that's become such a regular a part of our society, but it's something that the older generation, I'll explain this a little bit more later, won't be able to fully understand because they haven't been, they haven't been in front of it from a young age. And, and you're going, well, why does this matter in dating and marriage? Where actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but two-thirds of divorces right now actually list a porn addiction as one of the reasons why their divorce happened. Two-thirds of divorces have that on there. It's becoming more prominent. In fact, I, I don't know if you really understand how much porn is looked at. Um, there are websites that track how many, uh, each visit to each website goes on, like what's the biggest website in, in the world kind of deal. And so in America, it, there's the top 12 websites go like this. It goes Google, of course, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Yahoo, then porn site, porn site, porn site, eBay, Twitter, Wikipedia, Instagram, then porn site. Uh, which means this, there are people who go to, th there are people that go on porn sites more, more people go on porn sites more regularly than Instagram. 
Uh, p- more people go on porn sites regularly than Wikipedia. In fact, if you take all porn and put it together, porn gets mo- more visits than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. And so, you guys, it, it's not something that you go, oh, well, some people, 85% of this generation's men regularly look at porn. Over 50% of women do too. This used to be a message that I would say, hey, guys, and then girls, watch out. That's no longer the case. This is now something in your generation, your generation has kind of broken the mold where it's not something that's just done by guys anymore, it's guys and girls. And so the truth is, in a room like this, it is most of us. It is most of us that have or will do that. And so what I want to talk about is what I want to make sure we understand is the effects of porn. Um, how it affects our mind, how it affects our hearts, how it affects uh, our relationships, what it does to the world around us. And so, guys, I, I'll be honest with you, tonight's a lot of information. It's a lot of information. I'm going to try to explain this stuff as best I can. I'm hoping it connects. I'm hoping that you guys get it. But what I want you to understand truly is how much it affects you, how much it, it, it affects your brain, your relationships, all these kinds of deals. And here's what I hear all the time. I always hear, well, I'm not addicted to porn. The problem with porn is this, is you don't have to be addicted to have bad experiences. You don't have to be addicted to have symptoms and conditions from it. Porn works more like a spectrum. Meaning this, if you use it a little, you're going to have a little bit of the symptoms. If you use it a lot, you'll have a lot of symptoms. There is not a okay amount. There's, it's not like a, an alcohol kind of deal where I can drink alcohol every once in a while. It doesn't affect any of my life as long as I, I'm not addicted. And with porn, it automatically will affect you. And so what I want to do is I want to kind of let you guys know the symptoms that go along with porn. And the, here's how we know these are symptoms is because people, when they get off of porn, these are the things that go away. And so if we could show the symptoms and conditions that remit when porn use stops real quick. Okay. Um, and so chronic ED, that's uh, erectile uh, dysfunction in men. Um, that happens very much so. Uh, actually, uh, the last census was on the UF campus, um, which I say because that's where I went to and nobody can get mad about that. But over 50% of guys on that campus were using Viagra, Cialis, those kind of things. Um, and the reason the average Viagra user is getting younger is because of porn. Um, and so with women on the other side, it's desensitivity for women. Uh, you're not going to notice it as much, but you actually will lose feeling uh, during sex. It won't feel as good, and you can actually totally lose feeling, which leads to the next one, which is anorgasmia, the in- inability to have an orgasm. Um, one of the big ones here is brain frog and concentration problems that goes along with it big time. Lethargy, lack of a motivation. They have people that talk about all the time when they gave up porn, they actually started to do things with their life. Uh, so social anxiety, lack of confidence, depression, emotional numbness. They actually say you're over twice as likely to have depression symptoms if you look at porn than if you're not. Most people don't realize their depression comes from porn because they don't think porn is bad. Um, Declining interest in real partners, we'll talk about that more, but basically there are people um, who, guys who have what's called porn-induced ED, meaning that they can look at porn and get excited, but look at a real person and it doesn't happen. And the same thing for girls. They can look at porn and be excited about that, but not actually at a real person. Then it says uh, escalation to porn that doesn't match original taste or sexual orientation, meaning this, you can watch so much porn and it gets to such a point that you're looking for something more and more that you go way beyond your original taste, which means you get into harder and harder stuff, even to the point where you can actually change the type of porn that you look at sexual orientation-wise. I am not saying homosexuality comes from porn. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. What I'm saying is porn has such a strong ability that it can literally cause you to have feelings towards the opposite, same sex, what you normally 
like in that moment. These are all symptoms that go along with porn. These are all symptoms that people have seen go away when they give up porn. See, what happens is chronic use of porn actually rewires your brain. It rewires your brain. It, it's, it's a part of the brain too. This is why this is so important, why porn is so effective and what that it does is because there's an entire part of your brain that wants you to reproduce, right? There's an entire part of your brain. God put it inside of us because he wants us to have kids and reproduce. Well, when you look at porn, when you're doing those things, that side of the brain is also altered to look towards porn because it believes in itself that it is helping you reproduce and have more offspring and doing what it was meant to do. And so you actually have two systems working together. Also your brain, your reward center, and also what your body wants to do to reproduce, it comes together to make sure that that happens. It's kind of like this. The biggest uh, deal that porn has is dopamine. Dopamine, it has huge, huge dopamine surges. We talked about this before. Dopamine is a chemical that uh, you put on your brain and it, it gives you this huge surge. Anytime you do anything good or fun, you eat something good, you get a dopamine surge. And what they found is this, is with rats, they can do this in rats, they can't do this in people. They can hook up an electrode to their brain that will basically uh, make them feel like they're getting a dopamine hit every time they hit a lever. And the rat, what the rat will do is it realizes when it hits that leather, lever, it gets a dopamine surge. It will continue to hit that lever over and over again and will forego eating food, having sex, or doing anything else because that's what's so important. You're like, that's kind of crazy, but that's what it does. Dopamine causes us to want to do something. And how much dopamine we get from an activity causes us to want to do those things. So when you're getting flooded with all kinds of dopamine from porn, things that give you lesser levels of dopamine like relationships and actually accomplishing something in life don't look like something you want to do. This is what happens. In fact, here's what they've actually found. If you block dopamines in rats, they won't move. You will put food in front of them and they will lack the will to move and get the piece of cheese. If you put it in their mouth, they will chew it. But if you put it an inch in front of them, they won't move to it because that's how, that's how powerful dopamine is. And what sex does, sex actually gives you the highest possible dopamine stimulus as you can. Drugs actually have very similar things, but it's not the same as porn. Porn is what's called a super normal stimulus. And to you, that probably sounds weird, but here's, here's why it is. It's a super normal stimulus because endless sexual novelty, meaning this, you can always look for something else. It never ends. There's always another porn star. There's always another situation. There's always another type of sex. There's always something else. Violation of expectations, what they look like, what they have, the fact that everyone's had all this surgery to look a certain way. Uh, they've got all these different things. The fact that you just search and seek actually gives you a dopamine rush. Anticipation of what's next. Shock and surprise. And here's the kind of crazy one is anxiety. Anxiety actually can give you sexual arousal. And so that's why you see people that go to parts of porn. They're like, I'm looking at things. I don't even know why I'm looking at that. The, that anxiety, that disgust actually causes you to have this dopamine rush. So here's what happens with porn. Here's what happens with porn. Unlike any other drug, you can control your high with the click of a mouse. You can control your high with the click of a mouse. And so you can literally, every time your dopamine goes down and you feel it, you click onto something else. You click onto something else. And some things that are forbidden, things that are shameful, all of a sudden show up because it continues to bring your dopamine up. Uh, and here's what's crazy about, about porn is addictive drugs and food have limits, right? You can only do so much meth. You can only do so much cocaine without dying. You can only eat so much food before you get full or you run out. Porn has no limits to it. Porn actually activates the same cells in the brain as meth, cocaine, and heroin. But, 
but there are more cells in the brain that are activated by porn than any of those drugs. And so it is this super normal stimulus, and it's a unique addiction in this. It's free, it's private, it's easy to access, and no one can tell that you're using. You don't have like marks on your arms or anything like that. There's no limits to consumption. Food and drugs are about quantity. Porn has quantity and never-ending novelty. It is always available in your brain waiting to be replayed, and it has the ability to shape your innate sexual circuits. So it is this thing, if you could make the perfect addiction, it would be porn. It would be porn. And like I said before, it, you don't have to be addicted to it to have these feelings. You don't have to be addicted to it to have these problems. What happens is over time, just by looking at it on occasion, you start to wire your brain away from what would be beneficial in marriage, what would be right in marriage, what would be good in marriage. In fact, one of the biggest things is sexual conditioning. And here's the idea. This is how it's done, and this is what turns me on. One of the biggest problems this generation is going to have going into marriage is if you believe porn is what sex is supposed to look like, marriage is not going to look good. And so you have an entire generation believing this is what it's supposed to look like. This is how it's supposed to be done. It's supposed to be looking like this. It's supposed to be about the woman submitting to the man, which is what all porn seems to be like. And so we have this idea, this is what it's supposed to be going in. And instead of this loving relationship, instead of this time where you bring each other together, it's about two people doing what they think is right in that situation. And not only that, it actually leads to your brain literally being rewired. It's through something called sensitization. Um, basically, what this, this is what happens. When that kind of dopamine and all that's poured on your brain, your brain does everything it can to remember it. So if you're looking at porn on a computer, your brain also recognizes what it smells. It recognizes the fact that you're alone. It recognizes the fact of what you're wearing. It recognizes uh, what browser you use, the fact that you hit the private on the browser, whatever it may be. So what happens is this, is every time you drive up into your driveway, and normally if it's when you're alone, that's when it happens. The moment you're alone, you're thinking about it. The more moment you look at that browser, you think about it. The more moment you smell a certain smell, you think about it. And so what porn does is it, it, it basically equips you to always remember that you need to go back for it. It's like Pavlonian conditioning. You guys have heard of Pavlov's dog, the whole experiment where they rang the bell and gave the dog the food. Then after a while, they rang the bell and the dog's mouth would salivate, but they wouldn't give him food. It's a pretty screwed up experiment. Um, it's like, why would you do that to a dog? It's the same exact thing with porn. It's the same exact thing with porn. What you'll find is this, is you'll be going through your regular day. Something will happen. You'll be like, man, I should watch porn. You're like, why did that even come in my head? It's because of the Pavlonian conditioning, and there's a protein called, and guys, I'm getting really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to remove myself from all this stuff in just a second, but I'm going to really get into this side of it real quick. There's something called Delta Fos B. It's a protein that activates your genes to rewire your brain. Every time you look at porn, Delta Fos B gets into your brain. It activates genes to rewire your brain. Now, what it does is it stays active in your brain for eight weeks for eight weeks. So it continues to rewire your brain for that instance for eight weeks. So if you say, I only look at porn every two months, you will literally be rewiring your brain towards porn for an entire year. So if you only look at it every once in a while, you're still rewiring your brain. If you only look at it once, the next eight weeks of your life, your brain is still being rewired and you have to be careful for that because of the amount of dopamine that's dumped on your brain. Your brain's like, I want that to happen again at any possible cost. So I hear people say all the time, well, I only look at it every once in a while. All you have to do is look at it every once in a while. And what will happen is over time, let's say I look at it every two months, you'll want to look at it every month, every couple weeks, every week, every day. It becomes something that builds upon itself. 
And the problem that you guys have is this. Here's the biggest problem. Is because you are younger, your brain is, your brain is more plastic or has higher plasticity, which means this. When you look at something sexual, it is marked in your brain much harder than someone that's my age or older. Because your brain is still forming. If you're under the age of 25, your brain is still forming, which means your brain will take on things much quicker. Which means this, if somebody who's 40 looks at porn for the first time, it's not going to have the same effect on them as someone who is your age. The first time you looked at porn was when you were 8 to 10 years of age. It is marked on your, in your brain in a way that you're going to have to deal with it the rest of your life. That's how powerful it is. And the reason I'm telling you that is one day you're going to be parents and you're going to have the choice to help your kids and keep your kids from these things. And if you have the ability to do that early on in life, it will help them much later on also. It's, it's this idea, the more you watch it, the more the pathway is formed. It's kind of like walking through a field of grass. If you walk through it over and over again, what happens? The grass starts to go away. You start to see a trail. It's the same idea with porn. The more you watch it, the more that happens. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. I remember I, I read an article. Um, I didn't purposely read an article in Playboy, but there, <laughs> there was an article in Playboy with uh, John Mayer, and uh, he, he wrote in it, he said, why would I uh, have sex with a woman when I can go home and find somebody hotter, um, when I can find many women hotter. And he has since recanted these things and said he was going down the wrong way. But he said that, and, and I'm thinking to myself, somebody like John Mayer, and maybe not now, but back then he could get about just any woman. Like he could get whoever he wanted. He got all kinds of uh, actresses, people that were incredibly hot. And he is saying, I would rather go home by myself than spend the night with a woman because I can always find someone hotter. If someone like that would look at that, imagine what it's like for someone who doesn't have as much of a chance of finding that person. How quickly and easily it can lead to that. And so the question is, what is addiction? How do you know if you are addicted? Uh, There's four C's. Continued use in spite of negative consequences. You know it's wrong, but you continue to do it. You have a compulsion to use. You have an inability to control use and a craving that is psychological or physical. And so what happens is over time, you start to crave it in ways that you didn't understand before. And here's what uh, porn does to the brain. We talked about sensitization, where you have this hyper-reactivity to, to cues. And then there's also desensitization. And you're like, how do you sensitize the brain and desensitize it? Well, it's like this. When you dump that amount of dopamine on your brain, your brain's like, oh my gosh, that's way too much. And it turns off some of the receptors. It turns off the receptors because they're like, that is way too much dopamine to be dumped on my brain. So what happens is you have to look at more and more or harder and harder porn to get the same effect. The problem is, as your brain is being desensitized to porn, it's also being desensitized to everything else that gives you dopamine. Meaning this, when you're desensitized to porn, you actually become desensitized to the everyday things in life that would bring you happiness. That's why people that are addicted to porn have a hard time going out and doing anything. Because why would I go out and make new friends or go on a first date or, you know, go play sports or whatever it may be? None of those things have dope. When the dopamine hits the brain, it doesn't register as something that's even worth our time. And so what happens is the more you look at porn, the more the rest of life becomes dull. The more it becomes dull. There's something called hypofrontality, which basically means this. The more you watch porn, the weaker you are against it. It's that whole idea of I look at it, I don't want to do it, but I do it anyway. That's what dopamine does. Here's what's crazy about dopamine. Dopamine actually turns off uh, parts of your brain and makes you dumber so that you will get more of it. It's like, for example, if you guys have been in relationships before where you're like, you keep having sex, you're trying to get away from that person, but every time you get around them, you have sex again. You're like, why do I keep doing that? That's dopamine. 
See, what dopamine's doing, it's making you dumber. So the closer you get to it, dopamine just all of a sudden floods. You become dumber and dumber until you actually do it. Until you actually do it. That dopamine in the brain, it does it on purpose. So what we have to do many times in these scenarios is we have to take, we have to get so far away from it so that dopamine doesn't mess with us. And then on top of it, it becomes our stress response. Because if you have an addiction, when you're under stress, it becomes bigger. Many times people that are trying to walk away from porn, they're doing great until stress hits their life. And it's naturally what they go back to. See, guys, this is all a lot of information. And I'm just trying to make sure you guys understand that there is no way to watch porn without it messing with your brain, without it messing with your brain. But just what happens to us is not the entire thing. Um, What happens to you is just part of it. I want to help us understand what happens on the other side. Because many times we look at the other side and we assume everything's okay over there, everything that's going on over there is perfectly fine, but what is happening with those porn actors and actresses and all something that is good? And so what I want to do is I want to show a short video of a, uh, a lady that was in the porn industry that kind of shares her, her experiences. I speak from experience to say that there are victims and survivors who have been drugged and forced into this ugliness against their wills. I realize that this statement um, flies in the face of the mainstream, monothought, stereotypical mentality that porn is something um, that women choose or uh, that she likes it, she asked for it, she chose it. Although that might be true for uh, some, many are coerced into agreeing with whatever our pornographer says just to stay alive. You know. I was drugged before each filming. Sometimes it was uh, with an amnesiac, uh, sometimes with a a paralyzing drug, uh, sometimes with pain blockers, sometimes a crazy combination of, of all of them. We lie to cover up the truth. We do not have the words to speak out because our our pain is is too graphic and it's next to impossible to describe what happened to us. We're met with dismissals and denials. I'm here to tell you some of us have succumbed to more drug addictions, some to insanity, some to crippling isolation, and some even to death. What's crazy is actually this week, two more porn stars actually came out and said, um, talked about being absolutely brutally used uh, on a porn set. And the reason I don't use names or talk about many of these things is what's so sick about this entire addiction, all this stuff, is the news came out about what happened to them and immediately that video got viewed more. Um, It's one of those things that has become messed up in our society. And this is a totally different story than we hear about. We have this idea um, that the industry is okay, everybody's good with it, the women want it, all that. And the truth is, it's a very dark industry filled with tons of drug abuse and a lot of darkness. And, And what's crazy about this is when you look in the industry, I hear people say, well, they at least they make money. Actually, girls in the industry don't make money. Um, Their average stint is three months. Uh, and they make about three grand in that time. 
because the entire time they have to buy all their clothes, their makeup, all of that. They're actually kept, uh, and this sounds exactly like sex trafficking, they're kept in a big house or a big place where all of them are basically bunked up and then a person will come over and say, I need someone that looks like this, I need someone that looks like that. They take them, they do the porn scene, and they come back. And they're kept in this area and there's tons of fear and anxiety. I mean, one of the things that they worry is, if I say anything, will I be able to work in the industry anymore? If I say anything, many of them say, I worry about my life. And what you see in porn is that, but we choose not to see it. They've actually, they did a uh, survey of porn, and this is, this is actually old. It's, it's become worse than this, but when they did the survey, they said 88% of porn contained violence towards women. Only 9% actually had romantic kissing or laughing, caressing, or compliments. 41% had open hand slaps, which were met with a response of either I deserved it or I want it more. Um, and then 21% of porn they found was actually child sex abuse. Um, this is a former porn actress. She says, I got the blank kicked out of me. Most of the girls start crying because they're hurting so bad. I couldn't breathe. I was being hit and choked. I was really upset and they didn't stop. They kept filming it. I asked them to turn the camera off and they kept going. And here's what I hear many times. Well, I just only watch these certain ones. And there's this belief that I can know if someone is consensual in it. And the truth is, um, no matter what you're watching, you don't know what you're watching. This is a, a story that came out. Two Miami men were found guilty of spending five years luring women into a human trafficking trap. They would advise, advertise modeling roles. Then when women came to try out, they would drug them, kidnap them, rape them, videotape the violence, and sell it to porn stores and businesses across the country under a name that everyone knew. That same year, a couple in Missouri was charged with forcing a mentally handicapped girl to produce porn for them by beating, whipping, suffocating, electrocuting, drowning, mutilating, and choking her until she agreed. One of the photos they forced her to make ended up the cover of a porn pu publication owned by Hustler. Um, so to believe that there is consent is a lie. There's so much fear that's going along with it, the drug use that happens just to get through it. And the amount of money is nothing. Here's what's crazy to me. Larry Flint is a guy that, um, one of the biggest men in porn, and he said this. He goes, I wouldn't advise them to do porn, but where the money is to be made is if they move into films, and I wouldn't advise that. You get used up very quickly. Within three or four months, the average girl will just get used up. It just takes your soul, you know. It just takes your soul. And this is the man that is ahead of it, and he's saying that. Uh, they say almost all girls that um, have done porn were molested or raped before doing porn, and almost all are molested and raped in porn. Um, almost all get an STD despite what we hear. Uh, it actually leads to sex trafficking and sex slavery. It, porn fuels the need for it and the need to produce it. Uh, it's this idea that men see certain things or women see certain things and so they want to find somebody else that will do it. 21% of porn is against children. That's why one of the biggest thing in child sex trafficking is getting children. And you may say this, well, I don't watch any of the ones that deal with that. If you watch any of them, you're supporting the industry. Well, I only watch free sites. Well, that's the way, same way YouTube works with advertising on the side. If you support one, you're supporting others. And there's a good chance that another part of their corporation is doing the filthy stuff, the horrible stuff. It's kind of like this, fighting human trafficking and watching porn is like protesting a politician and then donating to his campaign. It's like protesting a politician and then donating to, to his campaign. And what's crazy to me on top of it is somehow along the line, porn and feminism has been intertwined. 
They've been intertwined in this incredible way, and it doesn't make total sense to me. And one of the things that absolutely hit me was in 2014, Chrissy and I were watching the, the MTV Music Awards, and Beyonce, and I know some of you are going to get mad at me because I'm, I'm saying something bad about Beyonce, but um, I think you'll agree with me on, on what she said. She said this, if I get the quote up there. It says this, we teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boy, boys are. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can't, you can have an ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you would threaten the man. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. I believe that last line. That's awesome. Problem was, right after that, they went into a scene where they were on stripper poles and everybody was in thongs. And that was the idea. Somehow feminism is a woman can use her body to do whatever she wants. And what's crazy in this is when you look at porn, who's making the money? It's not the women that are being used up. It's the man at the top that's using them. And so men have wholeheartedly bought into the lie that feminism is a woman can use her body. A woman can do these things. Is, should feminism be around to help women get everything on the other side of it? Absolutely, but feminism should never be equated with using your body to do in those places. And what's crazy is porn puts women in submissive places anyway. I mean, look at all porn made. You don't see, it's always a woman doing what a man wants. It's always a woman wanting what he has in a way. It's like this man is this perfect being and she wants everything that is his. And so they've actually found in psychological studies how porn affects a man's thinking. It actually shows uh, when a man watches porn, it, he, uh, he immediately shows decreased empathy for rape victims. Um, they become increasingly aggressive, believes that a woman that dresses a certain way deserves it, uh, less interest in wives and girlfriends. In fact, they found this, that the moment you look at porn, uh, you immediately find your wife or your girlfriend less good looking. Um, they've done studies where they've looked at brain maps where looking at porn and then looking back at their wives and looking at porn, looking back at their wives and seeing that. Uh, they're actually more likely to coerce their partners into unwanted sex acts. And that's just men. Women, it actually, the entire idea of women watching porn and understanding what it does to a woman's brain is brand new. But they're actually finding girls, it actually has a bigger effect on your brain than it does even on guys. Um, you actually end up doing much crazier things in life, um, running away from things. You have less interest in your partner too. You're desensitized to regular sex. You are more likely to cheat on your partner. Actually, it goes up over 300%. Um, and your chance of divorce goes up um, because of porn. And here's the idea. I don't want us to just be disgusted by porn. I don't want us just to understand porn. I really want us to get to a place, uh, a guy named Jonah Mix said this, I think this is the, the perfect idea of what we should be looking to. It says, I'm not interested in a world where men really want to watch porn but resist because they've been shamed. I'm interested in a world where men are raised from birth with such unshakable understanding of women as living human beings that they are incapable of, capable of being aroused by their exploitation. I mean, and that's really what I, I hope that you can get to is not I don't want to get us to the idea of purely feeling guilty. I want us to get to the point where we see the person on the other side as someone who God loves, that's a, children, a child of God, someone who has, God has a plan for, not someone who deserves to be exploited in any way. And here's the problem with guilt is if you run on guilt, guilt leads in a cycle back to the same exact thing. If you allow guilt to infiltrate your life, it'll come right back to it. And what's bad is this, is that because porn is such a big industry, they actually say it's a $100 billion industry. Because it's a giant, it's incredibly hard to stop. In fact, if you look on the internet, you will find other studies, other ideas that say it's not a big deal at all with very little um, 
actual science behind them, but people will believe what they want to believe. There's a ton of porn lobbying out there. Actually, at one point, they were going to make all porn sites go to the .xxx instead of .com, .org, all that. Uh, but the porn sites wouldn't do it because they said it would limit their free speech. And because at that point, if you just go to .xxx, any blocker could block them. You could actually keep kids from looking at it. You could keep yourself from looking at it. And so it's this big thing. It's something we've got to pay attention to because porn is rising in Tampa. I don't know if you guys know this. In California, they actually made it illegal to, do, to film a porn scene without a condom. And apparently, uh, having a condom in a porn scene is a serious, horrible thing. And so most of the porn industries are moving to Florida. And Tampa is one of the biggest sex trafficking ports in America. And so it's something that's going to be happening around us on a regular basis. It's kind of crazy to think about it, but it's something that's all around us. And it's only getting worse. If you want to see what is possible, then you can look to Japan. Uh, last time they, they looked, it was, uh, they did a survey of 16 and 19-year-old boys, and they said over a third of them had zero interest in sex. Zero interest in sex. In fact, what you see right now over in Japan, they have a huge porn industry on top of it. They're starting to make robotics and robotic women and robotic men to replace those relationships which sounds crazy, but it, it's true. And, and I just want to say this on top of it. Many of us are sitting here and we go, well, this is the way I keep from having sex, or this is the way that I keep from doing the wrong things. And there's this belief that once I get married, then all of the need to look at porn, all the need to masturbate, all these things will go away. And the truth is, if you have a porn addiction before you get married, you have a porn addiction after you get married. If you have a porn addiction before you walk in to marry the most perfect person in the world, they will never be enough to stave that off. So when we talk about singleness and what to do with your time, if there's something that you've got in your life that has to do with porn, that is something that you've got to get rid of. If you are dating somebody, getting married to somebody who has an addiction or a problem with porn, that is a sign. That is a sign. They need to work on that. And here's why. You will never be enough. You will never be enough. You will never be enough because what porn teaches us is one woman is not enough, you're not enough, and you will never be enough for me. That's what porn teaches a man. Because you can never be, no matter what you do to your body, no, no matter how hot you look, you cannot be another person. You can't be two people. You can't be a whole bunch of people all in one session. And that's the problem that porn does to us. Can you heal your brain? Absolutely you can. You can, but it takes time. It takes time. And porn, what it does is it makes you believe that all you need is yourself and who cares about anywhere else. Porn tells you that, hey, it's fine, we're all together, we're safe, but you've got to lock down your eyes and mind to stay away from it. And this is incredibly hard to do. And many of you, if you want to get away from it, you're going to have to go to great lengths. You're going to have to find somebody around you that's better at technology than you are to lock stuff down. Find ways of locking these things down. You're like, well, oh, come on, it limits my freedom. Would you rather have your freedom limited or would you rather have an addiction that's going to ruin the relationship that you're supposedly going to be in the rest of your life? And so that's what we look at. This is a spiritual battle. This is something that God cares about greatly. But we have to remember as we're battling what God says in Romans 8, 38, 39, says this. It says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that you can do. And what we need to do if you're going to tackle porn in your life you've got to remember that God feels that way about you because every time you relapse every time you look at it when you're not supposed to incredible amounts of guilt and shame will come upon you and you need to remember the God that we've got because I want to give you a couple websites to look at um, that are incredible for information 
and accountability. The first one is interesting. Everybody thinks it's interesting. Triplexchurch.com. Uh, um, that one has actually been around the longest. Uh, here, here's what they've got a ton of information on there. They've got accountability software. They have coaching. They have anonymous groups. Um, if you're looking for an accountability and you're not ready to actually admit to somebody around you yet, they have those. They have all kinds of things. They have software that you can put on your phone. They have software that you can put on your computer. Actually, what's interesting, I had a friend that went to University of Miami. When this company first came out, what their original accountability software did was this, is it would sit on your computer and you wouldn't know that it was there and you put in email addresses. And what it would do is it monitor all of your internet usage and any porn activity would be sent in an email to those people. And so he was walking down his dorm uh, hallway all the time and all he saw was porn all the time. And so this guy was incredibly good with computers, like insanely good. And so what he did is he went on everybody's computer, set that program up on there, but then also set himself up with admin rights so that they couldn't change it and put their parents' email addresses in there. And he told them all, he goes, here's the deal guys, your parents are going to find out. And so he saw a lot less porn. But and then he got in a lot of trouble. But it no longer works anonymously anymore. But uh, incredible site for that. CovenantEyes.com is also another one that has a lot of accountability software, uh, blockers, that kind of stuff. Fight the New Drug um, is a great, if you're sitting there going, oh, this is just a Christian thing, Fight the New Drug is not a Christian organization. They're an organization that is a nonprofit um, that have a lot of great articles and stuff on there. And what they do is they actually will tell you ahead of time if this is something, if you have a trouble with porn, you may not want to read it because it gets too descriptive, but you can look at the things that you should be able to read and not read and all that. A lot of information there. Joinfortify.com is another one that's uh, accountability software. And the last one there, if you are a um, person that just wants to know the science behind all of it, yourbrainonporn.com. The guy is not a Christian, and if you watch any of the videos on there, you'll find out very quickly. Um, he is very brash and likes to curse, um, but he is a uh, a brilliant scientist. There's a lot of TED Talks and stuff like that up on there, but it will give you, he has like an hour and a half video that gives you the entire idea of what porn is. Um, you guys can just go ahead and just leave that one up there. Um, you can take a shot of it. I put a bunch of different sites up there so you won't feel bad about writing them down or taking a shot and everybody's going to be like, well, that person's, you know, addicted. Um, because even, because even if you're not, even seriously, even if you're not addicted, I would go to places like Fight the New Drug and Triple X Church and read on just what's happening in that and how it's connected to everything else. Because people love to say porn is something that's not affecting anybody else, and that's not true at all. Um, guys, my, my hope, my prayer is for you guys to take this seriously. My, my hope, my prayer is for you guys to move forward in this. Um, if you want to talk to somebody tonight, you can. I hope that you find a way forward, and I really hope that tonight is not a night that ends in guilt and you just going back to what you did before. But let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for who you are, God. Thank you that you are a God that loves us so much. God, there is such a destructive force. The enemy understands what can take us away from you, what can take us away from a loving and joyful marriage. God, I pray that we would take this seriously. God, I pray that for those of us that have problem with it. God, I pray that we bring other people in for accountability. We bring other people in for help. God, I pray that we put stuff on our computer, on our phone, whatever it may be to help us and to help keep us from looking at the things that we shouldn't. God, I pray for all the marriages and future marriages in this room. God, I pray that you would bless them. God, I pray that you would help everyone understand what's important right now to have something great later on. God, I pray that we would not put our marriage aside for something that brings us pleasure right now. 
God, I pray that we would look forward to the 40, the 50-year relationship that is possible with you. God, I pray tonight that some great conversations will happen um, and some next steps. God, thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.